Hello and welcome to our last minute revision summary on The Handmaid's Tale by Margaret Atwood. This video will be particularly useful if you're going to be sitting your exams fairly soon. It will contain within it all you need to know about this story, which is fairly complex, as well as the key characters and the key themes to be aware of and to discuss when writing most questions around The Handmaid's Tale. So just a bit of background around this book. This story is a dystopian novel. It's really important to understand the genre of dystopia. So essentially dystopia just means a type of fictional book that looks at social and political issues set in the future. So a dystopia is the opposite of utopia. So utopia is a perfect world in the future, for instance. However, a dystopia is a future which is usually very gloomy, very dark, and usually it's meant to be written to teach people who are living in the present perhaps a story or something to take with them. Going back to The Handmaid's Tale, the setting of this novel is a futuristic United States. Now, going into the specifics of the story, the main character, Offred, is the person that narrates this entire story. Uh, it's written in first-person narrative and she is a handmaid and she lives in a place called Gilead, which was before known as Boston, before it, would, it was taken over uh, in a revolution. And she explains that handmaids are essentially fertile women who live with unmarried couple that are unable to have children. And this is really important to bear in mind when you're thinking about even the choice of clothing. So red, which is uh, the overalls that the handmaids must wear, symbolizes fertility and it symbolizes uh, fecundity, which just means that they can have children. Whereas for instance, the women of the commanders, many of whom are infertile after a nuclear war took place, which obviously changed things in America, which now has become Gilead, they are dressed in blue overalls. And so this is really important when you're thinking about the symbolism and the colouring of what they wear. Uh, many women in the future are unable to have children because, as I've mentioned, there is a nuclear war and the winners rename the country uh, from US to Gilead, which is uh, a nod to the Bible. Offred, the story's narrator, lives with Serena or Serena Joy and her husband, who is a commander, who's a very actually high ranking commander. She also lives with what is, is called a Martha. This is a woman who lives in the house and cooks and cleans. And in addition, she lives with a man named Nick. And this is all under the household of the commander, who is uh, very successful in this new state. We learn about eyes. And these are soldiers that spy and arrest anybody living within Gilead who plot against them and who plot against the rulers. And Offred, who lives uh, with Nick in this house, believes that he is an eye. In other words, he is a spy that's overlooking her. Most of the novel focuses on Offred, who is constantly musing on life before Gilead. So there's constant flashbacks, which sometimes can be a little confusing and a little abstract when you're reading through the novel because there isn't necessarily a clear line that's drawn through the writing that okay now Offred is having a flashback versus the present however we learn and we start piecing together lots of detail about Offred's past life 
before this all took place. So we learn that she had a husband called Luke and a daughter. They tried to escape to Canada when the revolution was taking place. However, they were caught. We also learn that Offred has a very close friend of hers called Moira, who was captured. And Moira was a very strong feminist. She had very, very strong political views when it came to women empowerment. And this essentially places her at a very strong disadvantage in this new state in Gilead, which sees women only in terms of the utility, in terms of their fertility, and also in terms of their role in pleasing the men that they are with. As the story progresses, we learn that Offred uh, begins to have extra conversation and rapport with the commander, who also is tasked with trying to get her pregnant throughout the novel. So that's why essentially she's been sent to live with them. His wife is infertile, so Serena is infertile, and it's the job of Offred as the handmaid to ensure that they have a baby. So she's essentially the carrier of the baby. However, she cannot be the mother of the baby because she does not fit into that social hierarchy. However, they are not successful in conceiving. And there are hints that it's not necessarily the woman's fault that they are unable to conceive. But equally, perhaps even the commanders have become infertile. Now, going back to the novel... Offred tries to get pregnant afterwards and in an undercover way with Nick, who works for the commander. This is with the complicity of Serena Joy, who is worried that she may never be able to bear them a child. Um, However, Offred is equally unsuccessful in bearing a child with Nick. Over time, however, the commander becomes very kind to Offred. He starts showing her small acts of kindness and she gradually realises that he feels bad for her position. We also meet another handmaid who becomes Offred's friend. She's called Offglen. And constantly we learn that the handmaids are not allowed to go out unsupervised. They usually travel in groups of two, partly in so that other handmaids can also continue surveilling them. And if any form of resistance is noticed within one of the handmaids, the other handmaid is expected to report this. We learn that Offglen eventually tells Offred that she is part of a resistance group that's actively plotting to fight against Gilead's ruler. The word Mayday is used as a code word for the rebels. One day, however, when Offred becomes very hopeful about things changing in a very surreptitious way, we find that Offglen, for some reason, has been caught and there's another girl who has been replaced instead of her. And the new girl, who's also called Offglen, tells uh, Offred that Offglen has been taken away and we assume that she's been taken away for punishment. The commander eventually develops a relationship, albeit a very one-sided relationship, because Offred really has no choice in the matter. And he decides to take her out to uh, a place, an old hotel, uh, a little bit out of town. And it's now used for very powerful men to go on dates without their wives being present. So uh, in one particular scene, Offred has to dress in the blue overalls of Serena Joy. Uh, The commander steals one of her clothes from her closet and passes it on to Offred who then disguises herself and they drive out in the cover of the night and the darkness to go to this hotel and off 
Offred discovers the hypocrisy of the system because she finds lots of other commanders who essentially live in what is a very strongly Christian state having their mistresses in this way. In this hotel, Offred, who has not seen Moira since before they try to escape, finally runs into her old friend Moira and Moira tells her that she tried to escape but was caught and because Moira refused to uh, submit as a handmaid, she's now been labelled as a Jezebel and she's one of essentially the prostitutes who work in this hotel who are also used by commanders. The novel ends with the eyes coming to arrest Offred, who is becoming essentially a little bit more rebellious and also in many ways is surreptitiously trying to spy on the commander. We also learn that Nick, uh, who appears seemingly to have been sent by the eyes to come and get her, whispers in her ear as they leave in the end, Mayday. And although we don't know what happens after this, we can assume that perhaps Nick, who is part of the resistance, uh, has come to rescue Offred. However, there's lots that is left very ambiguous and the holes are filled for us to, to, to left for us to fill and to essentially guess and um, come up with theories on what may have happened to Offred as well as all the other characters afterwards. So going into the key characters, the main protagonist is Offred. Uh, she's a handmaid and she had her husband and do daughter before Gilead took over but her husband, we can presume, is dead and her daughter has been taken away. The other key characters are Serena or Serena Joy. This is the wife who lives in Offred's home or the home that Offred has been sent to. Uh, she seems very upset that her husband must sleep with another woman and she uh, does not hide her anger towards Offred. She's usually very hostile to her and she very much wants a child for herself. So she's also very jealous that Offred is able to bear children and she is infertile. The other key character is the commander. So this is Serena's husband and he's a very powerful man in Gilead. He does, however, seem very guilty about the life handmaids have to live. We also learn about Nick and although we don't know very much about him, we know that uh, he, for example, is a commander's driver. He does odd jobs around the house. We don't get very much else about him. However, by the end, we do assume that he is part of the resistance. So whilst in the beginning, we assume that he is on the commander's side and he's perhaps one of the spies. Later on, we learn, particularly as he grows affection for Offred, that he could be part of the resistance. Moira is another key character. So she's one of Offred's friends from before Gilead. She ends up working as a prostitute in the hotel and she always fought against Gilead. But by the end, she seems to have accepted her fate. Luke is Offred's husband. Uh, however, we do not know what happened to him. We catch glimpses of him through Offred's constant reminders and her flashbacks however we don't know what happens to him in the plot as the novel ends. Off Glen as I've mentioned previously is another handmaid who uh, became Offred's very good friend in Gilead. She knew a lot about the resistance however we know that she then disappeared and we can assume that she was either captured, punished or killed. Now, some of the key themes to be aware of are fertility and women's rights. So the whole 
dystopian aspect of this novel is that it's been set in what has become a very ultra Christian state which only sees women in terms of their utility to men and in terms of their fertility so their value is very much inherently held within their bodies and also within their attractiveness towards the men and men essentially enjoy this high superior social status within the state of Gilead. And handmaids exist because most women cannot have children in this state. And the wives who must endure their husbands uh, sleeping with these handmaids in order to bear them children, they are happy to comply with these really horrible rules of using women in this way uh, because they want children and men also comply in this. So there's this idea of complicity in this mistreatment of others. And society is tightly structured around fertility and infertility. Complacency is another key theme and the novel shows us that people are willing to be complacent as long as they can have some form of power. So the commander is complacent about what is happening even if he may feel bad for Offred as well as many of the other handmaids and the state in which women are treated. He enjoys a great deal of power therefore he's not keen to change the social structures uh, equally, Serena Joy, who's another woman who has to witness her husband sleeping with a handmaid, is not very happy with this. However, she has much more power relative to her and Offred, and so she's happy to wield that influence that she has over the handmaids. Uh, so, as I've mentioned, the wives don't have any power, but they do have total power over their own households, which appears seemingly to be enough to make them accept this society which is very unequal and the author Margaret Atwood essentially is trying to warn us that if we don't pay attention and speak up when things are wrong we could end up in a futuristic world like this which would be very horrific. So that's all, thank you so much for listening to this summary of Handmaid's Tale and all you need to know when it comes to the story, the key characters and the themes. Uh, if you found this video useful, do give us a thumbs up because this will be a great way for other people who need this type of content to know that we um, have some useful information. But also do subscribe to our channel for more educational videos. And if you have any questions or if you'd like us to make a specific video on a key topic area relating to either Handmaid's Tale or another book, do let us know in the comments. Thank you.